I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live, all over the country, thanks to various radio stations that uh, air this program terrestrially. We also have online affiliates like Aftermath.fm. You can listen from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. That's Pacific time. Also, TalkStreamLive.com keeps us lit by linking to several radio stations across the country that air this program. And if you want to listen to the shows at a more convenient time, you can always go to Aftermath.media. Sign up today for your subscription to our vast array of fun and interesting things that you can study. It's our little digital playground. It's only $10 a month if you sign up for yourself. $10 a month is a good price, of course, for all the stuff we provide for you on the site. Also, you can go and sign up for the yearly, which currently is at $79 a year. And uh, we're going to keep that going through August and then uh, there's also the friends and family, which is about a $139 deal. It's about you and three other people can sign up and be a part of the growing and, and very popular Aftermath.media. Just go there today, Aftermath.media. Sign up. Helps the show, and certainly uh, it will help you gain a better understanding of what's going on around you with uh, all the great stuff we provide for you to educate and enlighten the public, slowly but surely, one mind at a time. That's how we uh, look at it. Um, I was watching a bunch of Netflix documentaries on movie making. There's a, 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 a series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. And it says it's the second season, but I only count uh, one season. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been, you know, I, I looked for something to watch. And I like these documentaries that basically review pop culture, like the history of the sitcom. That's another one that I've been looking at occasionally. But now this is about movies that almost didn't get made. And uh, talking about how, you know, the movies, uh, in fact, they, they did uh, a feature on uh, Back to the Future. And uh, actually, the title of, of Back to the Future was supposed to be A Spaceman from the Planet Pluto. They were going to call it that because the, the, the guy who was putting the money forward said that's what it should be called. They didn't call it that, though. But you learn all these things about movies, you know. Who, can you imagine Michael J. Fox starring in uh, man? A spaceship, a man from the spaceship from Pluto, or whatever. That, something stupid like that is what they're going to call it. Well, they have Back to the Future. They have Ghostbusters. They have uh, Pretty Woman. I'll just go down the list of all of them. I haven't seen the Pretty Woman one, but I was watching the Ghostbusters and the Back to the Future one. The Home Alone one was pretty interesting. And uh, last night it was Jurassic Park. Talking about how Jurassic Park almost didn't get made because they wanted to make sure those dinosaurs looked real. And uh, there were a lot of people involved with uh, determining whether or not uh, everything looked uh, good enough for the audience. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of the time, you know, if we're big, uh, yeah, I'm a movie buff. I've been one for a while, of course. Uh, but I think a lot of times we take for granted how budgets sometimes, you know, sometimes movie budgets go overboard. And greedy executives want a bigger piece of the pie so movies never get made. I mean, I know that when I was involved with making a vampire film, uh, it was a, it was hard getting it distributed, and the company that was di- that was head of distribution, you know, it just they sat on the film. It got a lot of distribution in places like Poland and Scandinavia and all these other places, but here in America, you know, Nightfall is not one of those uh, film titles that you, you go to the you go to the store and say, "Hey, I'd like Nightfall, please." 
And so we ended up going with Troma, and Troma's been very good to us. And, of course, landed me the gig of the Toxic Avenger, which was really cool. But, you know, a lot of these movies, you know, when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into these films, you know, they, they pull through, and uh, they, they get made, and some of them. Forrest Gump was another one. Forrest Gump was another film that almost didn't make it. And um, so, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, very interesting documentary about, you know, how movies almost didn't get made. But as I was watching the Jurassic Park, uh, the, the the series on Jurassic Park and how most and how it almost didn't get made, I, I, uh, I won't go into the details about, you know, what went wrong and why it almost got shelved. But um, what was interesting is that I what stood out was that many of you who have seen Jurassic Park know that there's this line that uh, Jeff Goldblum did that he utters about mad science behind cloning dinosaurs. And he says emphatically, he says, you're scientists. Yeah, I, I can't do Jeff Goldblum. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they, if they should. You know, that's kind of how he is cadence. Your, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they, they didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. Well, as the dinosaurs, of course, uh, they create, seem to get, go out of control. Um, yeah, we got our answers. They shouldn't have um, made those dinosaurs because, you know, they, they were probably never were supposed to be uh, in an area where man or is. I mean, we don't know the natural order of things. And so if we do that, if we do mad science, sometimes we throw things off. I mean, we've seen this with weather control and um, we've seen this with geoengineering. How, and, and we've heard from the CIA, like John Brennan, talking about how in one area, if you put in a lot of rain, if you make a lot of rain, you'll have to have some areas that are just completely drought-stricken. And Believe me, I mean, we're living in, in, in proof of that because, you know, Oregon this time of year, uh, most of the spring and into the summer, we have a lot of rain here. Not this year. It's been completely bone dry. Even right now, we have clouds in the sky and no rain coming out of those clouds. Hopefully there will be. But it was like cool today, about 67 degrees. And so it seems a little odd that just last week we were, you know, in the heat and now we're having temperatures drop. I mean, they call that earthquake weather. It's a little bit terrifying to think about that but in the meantime um you know we we've seen the geoengineering going on and and the geoengineering is done with purpose it's mad science it's it's something that um you know you can you can show and demonstrate and and uh in fact in the united arab emirates right now they've uh, seeded their clouds so they don't have drought and they're having torrential rains there now they could do the same thing here but why don't they that's the question why are they allowing for the drought to continue, why are they allowing for these storms to continue? Because they want to hit home the idea that uh, you know we we need uh, climate controls. We need we need to start uh, utilizing um, electric cars and all that all that other stuff. So you know, and and this is kind of like you know, I remember back in the day when uh, when we were first talking about cloning and we were first talking about um, genetic type of uh, experimentation and what have you. And CRISPR was in the news. A lot of people were talking about, you know, Frankenstein. They were comparing everything to Frankenstein's monster. And, and I mean, and we've heard so many times about, I mean, it's not just about Frankenstein's monster. I mean, Jurassic Park, uh, Westworld, all these Michael Crichton stories, you have a creator that brings to life something that he loses control over. And it's seen as a threat or a monster, whether it be a weather threat or an earth threat or you know, you abuse the planet and then something goes wrong or we 
you know, we mess around with nuclear energy and it turns out to be this huge nuclear monster. I mean, and what's most disconcerting is, is that the creation is doing what it's meant to do. You see, it's doing what it was meant to do. And, and then by some unfortunate happenstance, the creation goes rogue, reminding us of, of course, Frankenstein. It, it's a Promethean lesson in and how there are certain parts of science that you don't tinker with or you shouldn't tinker with you know you have every right to do it but the question is should you be doing it right i mean you go back to i mean you know now we're talking about frankenstein james whale directed frankenstein it's the most important one of the most important films of its time and very precautionary back in 1931 when universal put it out one of the things that is interesting about that film is is that when the creation Boris Karloff, when, it, when it's laying there on the table, Henry Frankenstein, played by Colin Clive, cries out, look, it's moving, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive, it's moving, it's alive, it's alive. And then he says, in the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God. Now, the last line that I just gave you there was censored. It was taken out by the studio. And now the release has been you know, changed, so it fits that. Um. The Frankenstein story is more of a reality now than it ever was. And it isn't just about raising the dead or doing genetics. No, mankind now is edging closer to the reality of creating or supporting what could be mad science. It's because most people don't bother or don't remember the discipline that science is supposed to be implementing. I mean... There are a lot of things. Another uh, horror movie comes to mind, uh, Man Made Monster, where one of the crazy doctors who's a mad scientist says, 30 years ago, the idea of operating on the brain was madness. Now we can hold a heart in our hand and watch it beat. He says, you know, who knows what tomorrow's madness may be? Yeah, I mean, you, you think about that. You think about for the moment that imagine a doctor saying, I can take a heart out of a patient. I can open it up, cut it up, uh, do surgery on the heart, sew it back together again and hook it back up to all of its veins and ventricles and whatever, and that person can survive. It's routine now. Before it was like a risk, now it's a routine thing. And I mean, explaining that to doctors saying how horrific that would be to remove a heart and then put it in and, and do everything. I mean, back then, that would be considered some sort of Frankenstein science and, and maybe mad science. But after time and practice and, 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 and challenges, it became necessary and it became something that could be routine to save lives. And yes, some mad science, if applied correctly in the fringes, out of the fringes and into, you know, whatever, it's good. But now we live in a time where everything is peer-reviewed. Okay, everything is peer-reviewed. I was uh, watching something with uh, uh, Ron Patton, my producer, a a ecologist actually was talking about this, talking about how, you know, if you're looking at peer-reviewed science it's not it's not science it's academia and it's true i mean we're, we're dealing with academia here we're not dealing with true science we're dealing with mad science what doctors or scientists all agree upon just a small group of them agree upon it and we're already assuming that all scientists agree think about that for a moment a small group of scientists in a peer-reviewed journal agree that this is something and we think that every scientist is in agreement and that's not how it works, all right? So when you're saying, well, I follow the science, you don't know what science you're following. You don't know what group said yes and what group said no. And most of the time, the group that says no on the science are the ones that are being shut down. They're the ones that are not being able to speak. 
And that's the truth. That's not conspiracy theory. That is fact. 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis. And you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.